Hi, I'm Sebastian Volney and this is The Sustainable Fashion Wingman, the podcast exploring the brands, innovations and careers making fashion more environmentally and ethically friendly. Hope you're enjoying listening to the podcast and are following along. Why not invite your friends to listen too? There's plenty of episodes coming your way. And if you'd like to connect to like-minded professionals in responsible fashion, why not connect with me on LinkedIn? Now, we've talked about sustainability in the workwear set before on the show, but today we're looking at it in a fashion sense also. One of the co-founders of the workwear brand Redress, Liz McGreevy, is here with us today to talk about the journey into addressing the waste issue with workwear, but also how circular design and social responsibility are at the heart of what they do. So why does design and workwear in a circular way mean and how has Rethreads gone from supplying the uniform market to dressing the fashion conscious consumer? Well, let's find out. Hi Liz, how are you? Very well, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's good to have you here to talk with us today. It's uh, really exciting to hear a bit about Rethreads and the importance and the process of circular design in workwear. Now we always like to start with a little background as we discover not everyone going to the business of sustainable fashion has come from a fashion career. Now, you co-founded Refreds with Matt Roche, is that right? Yeah, he uh, he's, a, he's a pretty phenomenal man. We, we, my background is women's wear, high street fashion, um, but Matt's background is construction, quite large scale construction within the data center sector specifically. And it's a quite a, an unusual, odd pairing, to say the least. But we, we met, my husband has worked in the data center sector, so that's how we met. He, he, they became friends, vicariously, we became friends. And then during the pandemic, we had a conversation about, was there an opportunity for us to do something sustainably within workwear? And at the time, we were looking at branded workwear, as in, you know, the likes of, for example, Microsoft, Costa Coffee, whoever it is that's got some branding on their clothing, that when their employees leave the business or the clothing is no longer no longer usable um, at work, what happens to those garments? So that's kind of where the idea started: was what can we do to make branded workwear sustainable? So quite a different background for both of you, one from construction. Uh, and one from fashion. What what were you doing in fashion beforehand? So I was women's wear, head of design, but for a large women's wear high street supplier. I'd flitted between, during my career between working in retail and in supply, and they have pros and cons to each, each aspect of high street um, fashion. It was all fast fashion. There wasn't anything that was kind of high-end designer level. It was all very much like kind of mainstream, what, what people buy generally you know if, we, if you've got a bit of spare money and you want to go out the weekend that's kind of that's kind of where my job laid but I reached a point in my career where I really wanted to have a family and there was a lot of travel involved with my job which I didn't feel was um, very conducive for what I wanted to have with regards to a family life so I left the industry my husband and I we moved to Holland and I dabbled a little bit with doing some bespoke bridal wear and so kind of just yeah it 
kind of ticked things off me, kept me, my, my fingers being creative, doing some drawing. But then I, we had a second child and it's just, it's, if you're doing bridal, it's, it's very much, you need to be putting lots and lots of energy and lots and lots of time. You can't pick it up and drop it off after an hour. You've got to really like invest yourself for a good, a good set slot of time. And with two young children during a pandemic, that's not really possible. So, so weirdly, I was thinking, what can I do? You know, I'm not really feeling fulfilled. Then probably six or so months later, I got this message from Matt and he was asking me if I wanted to join the revolution. And I think he's a pretty phenomenal man and we have a very odd kind of connection. It's very, it's fueled by banter and humour and but also it's very like serious. We, we, we're very much aligned with our cause. And, and yeah, Reesweds kind of came from an idea, from a conversation, and then really grew arms and legs into us being in a position where we can supply uh, sustainable branded workwear, but also have fashion workwear, because there is, there is an aspect of that that's really relevant now, and I think actually really relevant going forwards. So yeah, that's kind of, that's, that's me from then to now. Yeah, so there's quite a synergy there between workwear and fashion and you've brought that together and you both had the same vision or the same concerns about obviously sustainability. Yeah, from both perspectives. It was one of my one of the one of the reasons I I was kind of disenchanted with fast fashion or the job that I was in and quite happy to leave. I was very aware of how much stock we were just like pummeling away for like thousands and thousands of units. Like we would get rewards for the bigger the order that we would get, knowing full well that the supplier, sorry, the retailer would, would just not sell through all those garments. So where do those go? Because they don't get given away to the needy. They go into landfill. So that's one thing which just is, I mean, it gives me goosebumps still to this day and I've been out of the industry 10, 11 years now. So yeah, there's the there's the landfill aspect. There's obviously the fabrics that we use, which are nine times out of ten, they're a polyester blend. Obviously, massive issues there. But then also how we are educating society or how what, what messages are we telling young shoppers, young people who are interested in fashion, don't necessarily know their own style yet, but we're sort of really not not helping them to understand themselves, what really, you know, suits their figure or what to do with those clothes when they come to the end of life because one wear should not be its life it should have more longevity and then obviously there's there's been a huge growth within the sustainable fabrics sector which I don't think high street fashion has anywhere near touched the surface on and that has been going on since the beginning of my career like 18 years ago, we were talking about bamboo, we were talking about 100% cotton t-shirts, bamboo cotton blends, like it was just all, it's been there, we've just not been pushing it anywhere near enough, so yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm kind of in a position where I get to use my skills and experience that probably at a time felt a bit redundant and actually bring it back to life and do something good. Yeah, it sounds like that's what you're trying to do now as well. You're saying about the fabrics, the, the sustainable materials that can be used and how the commercial kind of brands aren't really tapping that resource. Do you think there's a reason for, for that? Do you think it's because it's easier if you are starting a business to, to do that as opposed to retrofitting that into 
an already large established company? So I think, yes, 100%, both of those things are accurate. There's, there's definitely a price element with regards to sustainable fabrics. You know, ch- cheap fabrics are cheap for a reason. They're not great for the planet. They're generally full of chemicals. So the people who are producing them, there'll be all kinds of health risks associated. So there's the cost. There's retrofitting a new, which, which I, I honestly think personally is an essential model for for the world, for the, the fashion industry to move forward, for that to be trickled down to high street levels so that mass, there's mass change. You know, the, the pricing is one aspect, but also brands willing to do the hard work, retrofit that model back into a model that's been going for however many years, like look at the fall of Arcadia, just didn't didn't move with the times. Um, and there are lots of brands out there that are trying trying to do their best. And I think, trying to do your best is certainly at least you're doing something but there's lots of brands also out there that really <laughs> need a kick up the bum <laughs> so it's necessary i think we all know that uh, and it might be harder but at the end of the day it has to be done right absolutely yeah. for, for the future for the future of society we can't the, the way we consume um and one of my, I suppose, one of the, the one thing that I'd like to change in the world is overconsumption, overconsumption of lots of different aspects of things. But, but particularly, obviously, my remit is is fashion. I think we overconsume clothes at a rate that is just, it's crazy. Like half the stuff in my wardrobe has been there for at least twenty years, and yes, there's definitely more in it than than should be. However, clothes, if you look after them, treat them well, and pick well, and pick quality clothes they will last a long time do you think responsibility for the overconsumption of clothing is coming from the consumer responsibility that's very tricky um it's a bit chicken and egg for me i think we as consumers are in a position for example we're going to tesco and we've now become very accustomed to straight carrots straight cucumbers like anything wonky just doesn't doesn't like cut cut the mustard so when we were exposed to wonky veg it's you it kind of like gets left because we've we've been led to this place where this is what we're exposed to and i think it's the same with fashion we have been put in a position and i'm not going to name and shame any brands but there's a couple of brands out there well-known ones that sell garments exceptionally cheaply and that sort of changed the landscape of high street fashion quite significantly whilst I was working in the industry, you know, price became even more important. Like we were trying to compete with these really low priced brands. And it's just impossible because they are not paying the workers well enough. The fabrics quality is not is not good. That's why the garments don't last very well. The make quality isn't good. And also the source where they get those raw fibres from. More often than not, there is a link with modern day slavery because of the um, the location of where the cotton is sourced and, and other raw fibres as well. So it's, um, yeah, it's quite a big, quite a big issue. So, that, so that's one thing. I think the retailers need to take a stance and make a change to help us as a wider audience but also we as an audience there's a there's a supply and demand element in there which I think if we vote with our feet 
they have to change. So I think it's it's difficult to say who's most involved there. I think it's very much a double-edged sword. But if, if both of those things came together and, and we all collided, I think wonderful things would happen. So, yeah, I understand it's kind of, like you say, chicken and egg, because if the consumer was not kind of just consuming cheap product all the time, and then the brands would have to, you know, supply something or, or offer something that's less affordable and, and having less of an impact on, on the supply chains and the planet. Yeah, exactly. So coming back to refreds, you've addressed the issue around wasting uniforms that perhaps are branded, can't be reused again. How are you doing that? So the, we, for, for, to begin with, with the sustainable fibres that we saw, they are BCI certified cotton, so we don't use any polyester, we don't use any plastic-based fibres within our, within, our, within our fabrics. That's the start, we don't use any plastic trims, and all our threads are pre-shrunk cottons, and our labelling as well, also cotton. So that's one element. The, the branded workwear, we have a removable copper badge system, which has the brand of the business and it's we've standardized the size so that any brand logo we can kind of pop on the badge and 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 basically you could if you moved between a different brand you could pop on a different logo and it would your t-shirt would be good to go the t-shirts also come with a rethreads branded badge so if you want to take your work badge off and pop on the rethreads badge and wear your t-shirt outside of work you know you might go to the pub a lot of construction workers do that they go straight down the pub might pop out for lunch whatever whatever that looks like so that you you feel a bit like you're not necessarily just wearing a work t-shirt we have a lifetime repairs model and when I say lifetime it's not lifetime as in a human's lifetime it's the lifetime of the garment so we will repair it up until the point at which it's deemed no longer repairable and then we will take care of the garment recycling it at end of life so we have ultimately I wouldn't say it's completely closed loop but yes a circular model in for our branded workwear. That's an amazing idea. I really like that. So, and I, I imagine it's quite appealing to employees as well, because like you say, maybe they're working in store somewhere and they want to go out socially afterwards and they don't have to turn up in their workwear. They can change the badge, change the logo. And the, um, the range that we have together is not necessarily just t-shirts and sweatshirts. There's lots of elements in there that are... Uh, for consumers so if you want to lock, hop on the e-shop you could order something you don't have to hard order hundreds and thousands of pieces that's not that's not what it's about it's meant to be accessible for everyone so businesses and single consumers alike so the range is there's shirts there's jeans chinos dungarees that have a button-off bib um we've got some cool jackets jumpsuits we've yet to add a, a men's one but yeah currently it's women's so so the range is it's deemed fashion workwear but it's functional and you know we've we tried and tested it with a few of our uh, kind of like network and they're very 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 versatile very usable and functional which we're very proud of i was going to say with your fashion background it's not just workwear it's actually quite stylish workwear as well so you can wear it out and i think um i think workwear's had a bit of a revival of late you know everyone's got in their wardrobe some kind of like utility jacket i've got one from gap that I've had for nearly 10 years and I still keep turfing it out and that's the idea is that these staple pieces they're not they're not trend-led 
we do use the word fashion wear for fashion workwear, a sustainable fashion workwear brand, but we aren't led by a fashion trend and we aren't led by a catwalk. We are built on heritage and the heritage of work within the UK. And I mean, my heritage is my granddad was a tailor and my grandmother on my, uh, my dad's side worked in a Lancashire mill on one of the looms. So it's, um, I, I'm really keen for this kind of heritage of the work, work that we did as a country, like really getting into it. We had a really great kind of industry circa 50 60 years ago that's what I want to tap in, back into that energy that we had and kind of so yeah basically everything is is built on vintage ideas history heritage and kind of that's where we benchmark ourselves I can understand that um especially being a northerner too <laughs> and that kind of working heritage of yeah that's yeah. it fantastic and did you always plan to become a you know, a fashion brand as well. And of course, when we say fashion, we don't mean necessarily always trend-led, like you were saying. It, it can also just mean your individual style. Exactly. So I suppose how I hold on to that, I think we we started off thinking we were going to do something with branded workwear. And we went through a process with an amazing creative agency, the Future Collective, and they helped us brand build ourselves. We had such great energy from where we were coming from, the things we wanted to achieve and how we wanted to have this amazing ecosystem within the business and how we pair ourselves with Rise Futures and Rebellion, our sister company. We knew what we wanted to do, but we've built this amazing brand with really strong identity that's built on heritage, it's built on history. Like both Matt and I come from very like strong working backgrounds and, and, and we wanted to bring that to the fore and like really tap back into this yeah this kind of history and energy that we we as a country had so I don't suppose it started there but it certainly came to a place where we've it's a really strong identity we're very proud of it and the range itself became fashion but it just kind of like evolved into being really versatile timeless pieces that essentially you can have in your wardrobe and in a decade or so's time if you look after it you know repair it it will be will be still perfectly functional that's one of the best ways of making clothes sustainable is to actually make it to last agree so when it comes to addressing sustainability within the business you very much have considered the the kind of three pillars of sustainability so you know people planet and profit what do each of those things mean to you and how have you integrated them Interim threads. So when I was working in high street fashion, it was very much profit driven, margins, margins, margins. One specific brand that I worked for had it was almost a minimum margin was circa sixty three to sixty five percent, which I think is absolutely horrific. But obviously there was lots of people working in there, but there were people up the ladder that were obviously taking home a lot, lot, lot of money in dividends so ultimately what it looks like is what's enough Matt often asks this question what's enough well enough is pay the mortgage pay the bills look after my children have an have, have a nice life I don't need to have new clothes every single week I don't need to have the newest car on the road like 
what is enough. Enough is for me to live my life, feel like I'm doing well, doing right by my family, doing right by my children. And obviously everyone has their own view on that. So where we benchmark ourselves is we wanted to give a very distinct um, portion of our profits to our partner charity Rise Futures. And just to give you a little uh, quick intro on Rise Futures, Rise Futures is a charity that works with either care leavers or care experienced young people who may have no qualifications. They're often, they've never had education, so have come away from school without without qualifications. Uh, they haven't been in employment and they haven't been in training. So ultimately, when they come to the end of their care cycle, once they reach 18, their opportunities are really, they're really limited. But these young people, they've got so much to give. So we wanted to give a portion of our profits to RISE to help support the charity while they work with young people. But secondary to that, we offer placements, opportunity work placements to RISE future students. So we've currently got one who's finishing her placement. She's done amazing, done some really incredible blog posts, helped with us with our Instagram, done some um, office-based admin, just kind of really learning skills through working alongside us um, obviously there's no qualification at the end of that but we've given her an opportunity to, to learn skills within within workplace like I said but also build her CV so that's that's one thing so people yes profit yes and planet we we use reusable, reusable packaging we don't use any plastic it's all um, reusable so that it will get sent back to the distributor and then reused again and then after x amount of cycles it gets repurposed our carbon footprint we're hoping to have a measure on that very soon so uh, rebellion our sister company is doing some kind of esg measuring um which which uh, to be fair i'm not really involved in with their kind of <coughs> taking care of that so i'll just I'll read it at the end and then also the fabrics that we use like i said bci cotton then there's no there's no blends it's 100% cotton we use metal trims our factories pay their workers a really fair living wage and they they've all been audited and we've all been uh, privy to the um sedex reports which basically audit the factories so yeah it's kind of like we're ticking all these pillars and if there's anywhere else that we can move on and like add to those pillars in in you know what we're doing in terms of our goodness then we, we're all for it yeah it sounds like you really are attacking it from all directions to make sure you're being responsible in all different areas and it's obviously really important to you especially the the, the social side is really interesting with rise futures um and obviously being an employment myself it's really important that young people get education and opportunities in work um something i wanted to ask was with the uniform side how has that been received with businesses that typically probably don't necessarily think about sustainable fashion? Kind of what sectors do you do you approach? So we we um, at the minute a lot of our us approaching business has been within the construction industry. Uh, mostly there are lots of like branded T-shirts. You know, I, my husband when he worked when we were living in Holland, he worked on a site that was for a well-known. Um, search engine and um, they classified it as the worst kept secret ever because everyone knew what was going on but no one was allowed to talk about it 
but the t-shirts were branded by the project and they were branded by the country so so they were all embroidered um so what would happen at the end of that project when he moved to a different country or a different project they basically they couldn't be worn again they'd have to get new t-shirts so that was quite a big thing that we wanted to approach construction because we felt like it could actually affect quite a lot that it within there um we what we have discovered actually since we launched the brand and particularly via linkedin is there really isn't anyone else out there doing sustainable workwear which is quite shocking actually um because the scope for it is massive like it's just huge we have been approached by some some larger companies to because they're really trying to that like their um their mandate to kind of move into it sustainability is obviously quite high the thing that we're finding obviously is people have gotten used to paying a very low price for branded t-shirts you know the t-shirts were blanks they just get embroidered with the logo you probably pay between five and ten pounds for a t-shirt if that the price is obviously reflected differently through our product because what we offer beyond that and how the product came to life is very very different to how the the you know the cheaper product comes to life and I think often that is um, not necessarily taken into consideration you know the transparencies behind cheap clothes it's a bit of a dirty secret and I think people don't like to talk about it obviously because who would want to confess um, but now we're in a place where we're completely transparent about everything that we do we talk about where our money goes, we talk about where our fabric comes from, the trims we use, and what's going to happen to your product at the end of life. So I think we just need to, we, we're kind of in a, a process of trying to change mind, mindsets, particularly within business, um, because it, it obviously isn't it isn't the same price point, which means a lot more investment from the business aspect. However, because we will repair the product, somewhere down the line, there will be a tipping point where actually it becomes... It bees itself product, the refreshed product, because we're counteracting them needing to buy more and more more regularly. Oh, I see, understandable. So it's it's been received, but obviously there's the implications of cost. Have you had any kind of businesses come to you and say, We want to look more into this? Yes, one. One specifically that's based in the UAE and they 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 seem really interested. They've obviously got quite a big a, a big push to be to be moving towards being sustainable i think as a country as well so so yeah fingers crossed fingers crossed it it comes off because i think it will be when you're a startup brand and you're doing something that's really quite niche all it takes is one person to take a chance same with anything someone takes a chance on another human actually sometimes quite like magic happens um so yeah, let's just see where we where we go with our orders. But but currently, mm. it's um mostly UK based, but one big one within the UAE. Oh, that's great! Yeah, and it, like you say, it's very true. It just takes one big kind of customer to propel things onwards. And when you were talking about t-shirts previously and being able to uh, adapt them for going out after work, it was making me think of places like coffee chains or coffee shops or you know different types of high street stores for example is that an area you would look at moving into yeah absolutely i mean nothing's the rethreads range currently is x but 
we're here to be able to provide a service to whichever brand is looking to bring in sustainable workwear. So if it means that our t-shirt doesn't actually fit your your needs, let's work together and let's design something that actually does fit your needs because there's no reason that we can't. You know, we're still fulfilling, even though, yes, it's a different product, we're still fulfilling all those mandates. You know, it's sustainable. Um, it's still going to be able to give you um, lifetime repairs. We're still going to be able to use the removable badge system. Um, that basically all the product that we have has been engineered so that all, everything can be branded. Um, but it's not it's not exhaustive, the, the range that we currently have. So fingers crossed there's um, there's opportunity. Because if you think about like the NHS, you know, bus drivers, Sainsbury's, I mean, Tesco, it just goes on. And, and I know for a fact, because I worked in fashion, other than other than the NHS, because I know theirs is is obviously cotton, but the amount of polyester that I see on workers within a store, um, it's quite it's quite terrifying actually, <laughs> and I can see it because it shines from a mile off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's obvious, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, without setting light to it, um, <laughs> which we used to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> now let's talk a little bit about circularity. So can you tell us what circular design is generally understood to be or to involve? And um, what could you perhaps say or, or a bit of advice you could give uh, for designers who want to design more circular? So there's lots of great information out there. Um, I'm going to name I'm going to name this brand because they did an awesome piece on circularity and design, which is at Nike. And, and they, they, they published it. It's online. You can find it. Also, ASOS did a really good piece on circularity. Um, so, but I suppose they're, they're brands and, and each one's got their own view on what circularity means. Circularity for me is designing the product with the end in mind. So if something I design, and I obviously speak now, not necessarily, not necessarily like 10, 15 years ago, because that was not the case, I design products with rethreads, thinking how can that be used and how can we dismantle it at the end? Because ultimately we need to be responsible for the product that we are making. The thought of rethreads products going into landfill and us not being able to save that from kind of that end use is just horrifying. So ultimately... What can we do as a brand that helps people stay engaged with us? So uh, implementing a take-back system, which is definitely on the cards, but we've, we're obviously quite a young brand, so there isn't any product yet to take back. But we're thinking about a take-back scheme, um, possibly looking at reselling. You know, So we're having a, a little section of our online shop where we resell rethreads garments. Um so, yeah, just basically thinking about every aspect of the clothes. Where does the fabric come from? Where do the where does the fibres come from? Are they certified? What are your trims made of? What are your cottons made of? Is your factory sustainable? Do they pay a good living wage? Like, what are their working hours like? Are they, you know, looked after whilst they're at work? How are you shipping your garments back to the UK? What are you shipping your garments in? You know, we, we've gone through a really lengthy process, almost from the get-go, where we've been trying to decide how we would package our garments 
when they were uh, finished in the factory to go into the carton to then be shipped to the UK to keep them safe from the weather you need to have some kind of deflective liner so now we've managed to source we originally just wanted to have a card around the middle but now we've managed to source a really good uh, recyclable and also biodegradable bag so it can be reused or you can just pop it in your food waste bin on on the countertop so we didn't want to have that but it's not plastic it's biodegradable and um so yeah, there's loads and loads of layers and elements. What? How, how is your office functioning? Are you giving back in terms of like your energy? Are you looking after your office space? What are you using in terms of your stationery? Like the list goes on and on and on. How are you looking after your people? You know, the circularity really is is massive. And I think I'm still learning about what that looks like because I'm not versed in it. My, my background is very much the antithesis of where I am now. So I'm still... Um, still a project in motion um but what i like to think about now is within our business is questioning and asking can we do this in a better way um and i think ultimately that's that's really where you just need to be is being mindful of your old ways and and just keep researching educating yourself um, and looking what other circular brands are doing you know the Ellen MacArthur Foundation is excellent for fountain of knowledge for circularity that's brilliant you're right that's the key isn't it it's just asking that question constantly could we do this better can it done can it done be done yeah differently and there is a lot of resources out there I feel like the education side of sustainability isn't quite there and accessible yet but there are a lot of platforms that people can look into to, to find more about how to design more circular. And it's interesting that you approached it, not just in the life cycle of the product way, but also every aspect of actually running the business. Because often when we talk about circularity, we talk about the life cycle of the product. So, you know, what's going to happen to that product at the end of its life. But it's nice that you've brought in the other aspects of actually how is our business within ourselves running? Is it what impacts are it having and can we reduce those as well? Because that is part of the product as well. Agree. Yeah, it's all it's all built into the carbon footprint. And I think it, um, it isn't necessarily just the product that you're selling. It's what goes into the product coming to life. And there's, you know, there's lots of travel in there. There's lots of meetings. There's lots of elements and layers. And we're certainly not perfect, but we will keep striving each week to, to do things better where we can that's really good to hear now before we go little bonus for the listeners a way that they can get involved as i hear that you'll be co-hosting a pop-up at the london design festival where anyone can come down and meet you so when is that and what can people do to get involved when they get there so yeah we're very excited we are partnering with the incredible um creative consultancy that I mentioned earlier, the Future Collective, and we are co-hosting Venue Space, where we'll be having talks about design for better. So that's kind of our umbrella title, is basically design for better. Um, We'll be having some amazing speakers. So during the three days that we're there, which is the 21st, 22nd, 23rd of September, we will be hosting a series of talks each day. We will have a drop-in repairs workshop for a day. We're going to be having a purse 
a coin purse or card purse making workshop where you can buy tickets for that. It's not very expensive. I think it's about £15. And then we'll also have hosting more interactive, personalised rethreads apron making workshop one evening, which is it's a bit longer, a little bit more expensive. I think that's about £25. But you come away, you know, being... We'll have, you know, paints there, um, some studs, eyelets, however you want to basically personalise your apron. You'd be pattern cutting and, yeah, essentially making it up so you can take it home. Um, we'll also be hosting a pop-up shop and then, yeah, a few of the bits and pieces. It's a kind of in and around. Um, we've, you know, p- partnered with some amazing drinks companies that are going to be there. It's just going to be kind of an, an immersive space that will be welcoming for all. That sounds really fun and exciting and innovative. Yeah. And if people want to go down there, I'll be down there as well. So say hello. Excellent. Well, Liz, it's been really great to talk to you today and to learn more about Rethreads and especially get your insight into sustainability and circular design. Thank you so much. For anyone that's listening and would like to learn more about Rethreads solution for extending the life of uniforms, or if your fashion style is responsibly designed workwear, or even if you just want to learn more about circular design, you can get in touch with Liz on, well, at Refreads via the link in the episode description. Or better yet, why not pop down to the London Design Festival on the 21st to 23rd of September, taking place on Bethnal Green Road, which is in Shoreditch. Say hello to the team, get involved in the workshops, and we'll see you there. Thanks again for listening. This has been the Sustainable Fashion Wingman podcast. I'm Sebastian, helping you dress, live and work more sustainably.